gentlemen, what is up? It's been a little bit of an extended break for us. We've had a lot of crazy things going on in our lives, um, but we are back behind the mics, ready to tickle your ears a little bit with the podcast that talks about the best fantasy keeper IDP league whatever else is supposed to be in their league that has ever existed uh i'm here with the co-host the commissioner andrew clark buddy how are you it's been a little while uh it has been a minute for sure but i am doing well uh i'm excited for today's episode for tonight or whatever episode this is it's episode 16 but episode 6 of season 2 here i'm i'm excited for this yeah, we've got a lot of different voices in on it. So I think we have, what, you, me, one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got half the league in on this episode, which is pretty cool yeah, uh, coming up. So uh, we would have over half, but we'll explain to you why there's less. There's exactly half here uh, in a little while. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited. We're going to talk a bunch of different stuff. There's a couple different rivalries that will be on. Bubba's going to be on here uh, in just a second as well. And then... Later in the episode, we'll, we'll give the typical power rankings, but we're also going to talk one of the interesting things, Clark, that you and I were talking about before, you know, kind of thinking through what do we want to talk about is fantasy football in the, you know, eight years or so that we've done this has already changed. We've seen new positions come and some positions go and all these sorts of things. And we're going to have a discussion a little bit later about where do we see fantasy football going from here? Because the league has obviously changed. Uh, quite a bit since the beginning of our fantasy season. And I'm excited for that uh, discussion as well as the rivalry discussions that we'll have uh, coming up here. So I think we can just get into it. Bubba's here with us. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to get into the first rivalry week 10, every single year, uh, you and I duke it out. And I, Clark is just going to ask us some questions. We'll try and be cordial with each other. I mean, it's a, it's a mutual respect that we have for each other. Let's just remind everybody, but we hate losing to each other. Let's also, be and I, I think, I think, I think we need to point out though, at the beginning, people can't see like our zoom call right now that we're doing this recording on. But I was actually doing like the hand motions, like when you were saying the best IDP keeper dynasty football league that has ever existed on the face of the planet. I think I messed you up with my hand motions. So I'm happy (laughs) that I did that to Yins. Nice. Yes. And I did forget on the face of the earth. That is the one thing that I forgot. So thank you for correcting me. You're you're welcome. Y'all are the worst. Yins are the worst. Yins are the worst. Let's be real. real. So. Yeah, excited to have you on here, man. It's going to be good. Good to yeah. be here again with who, you guys. Those who don't know, Bubba, you were on earlier, but you, I mean, it's always worthwhile just to give us the uh, the five second. Who are you? Just, uh, <laughs> just the, the the life updates since we last spoke. Okay, so um, as you guys remember, I had a tree fall in my house. Um, I was staying in a hotel. Um, now I've actually moved from that house into a new house, uh, literally five doors down from my wife's parents' place. Um, it's great. They were over tonight. They were just hanging out with us and, you know, it was a good time. So we got to hang out, watch a little frozen, some Mickey Mouse clubhouse and whatnot, you know, cause I got two little girls that love to watch that. Yeah. Andy, let's be real. You love watching it too. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna do it. That's all right. <laughs> Let it go, bud. But uh, <laughs> oh, hey. and you, you coach. Uh, you're you the GM owner 
whatever you want to call it, of Basie. The, the, the Yinzers, that's correct. Yinzers, and our defending champion. So uh, welcome, as always, to you. Uh, and week 10, as said, tends to be a big rivalry week. Uh, I try to, if it doesn't already just get set up, I do, uh, I will admit, I go in and try to make sure you guys play week 10. Um, it can get confusing and uh it is difficult um that's where ryan from espn really helps and it comes mm. in clutch but uh okay. but yeah we make sure you guys get to play and can we have him one. send sorry can we have him send us a selfie of him and we can add him to the banner for the gc on the facebook page <laughs> you know what's funny i should i really should just send another help email and just ask specifically for ryan and just see if <laughs> see if he's probably a bot he like he probably is like a computer but yeah fine. he's probably like yeah ibm's watson espn's ryan yeah, yeah that's probably how it works <laughs> so, um but uh you guys do play week 10 it's one of the more i think the bigger rivalries within the gc i think there's a couple of them like i said we'll have a couple guys on tonight i think there's ones that like people I think they, they're rivalry, they're rivals, but like, they don't like, it's not a big deal. Like when I played Joe this last week, like I, Joe Williams, like I thought to myself, like, I really want to beat Joe, like him and I've played enough championship games. I think we're like almost like natural rivals without, we don't have a lot of the trash talk that this one specifically has. So who won if people didn't pay attention? Well, I will be the first to admit that after petitioning Ryan over and over, getting some recounts, going back and forth, setting up legal lawsuits, I'm finally willing to close the book on this because Thursday night football games have um, commenced. And I think I actually may have gained like a point, uh, but it was not nearly enough to overcome the 60-point whooping that I got. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's. I mean, it's been. A, it's been a rough season. <laughs> was, was that the speech Yen's rehearsed for this? No, 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 no. That's coming in the trash talk, my man. There's like, no, no, no. That's that's a uh, that that's a that's a fresh one coming your way. I'm gonna rip you a new one in that trash talk section. But we've got a couple other things to get to before that. So, all right, all right. It, uh, it, it, it was a rough week. It was real rough. The minute I went into it, and I was like, hey, Chris Carson's gonna have a chance to play. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to have a chance to play. Nick Chubb, all he has to do is get two negative COVID tests and then he can play. And all three of them sat out. And I was like, I'm done. I'm cooked. Like, I can't, I can't win this week. It's not possible when all three of my starting running backs are out. Curling prayer. Dude, I was starting Byron Scott. I was starting uh, Kendall Moore or whatever his name is. And I was starting De Devin Singletary. Like, yeah. Yeah, come on rough. come on it was a sucky week i knew immediately going into it i was like no recounts can brian can't save me here <laughs> the only thing i was hoping is like is that like travis kelsey and tyreek hill were out like partying somewhere and got arrested that was the only thing that i was hoping would happen going into week seven too or into soon. week 10 too soon man something like too that soon. i mean yeah is it i don't know um yeah, it probably is what is your guys's so what's the what's the loser like what's the whole deal now like a what does the winner get 
give give us this, Bubba. You can answer these things. What does a winner get? Yeah. So what is, um, uh, what's the this rivalry, this rivalry? You know, like kind of like college football, like with Michigan, Michigan State. Um, they play, I think, for the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Is that correct, you Michiganders? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, so basically, it's kind of like that. We play for what's called the Lou Trophy. Um, and it's a it's a trophy that was created by Chris. Um, I haven't even seen that trophy. What what does it look like? One more time. So it's an old bowling trophy. It's an old bowling trophy that I literally printed out a pizza of a Lou Malnati's deep dish and taped it over the bowling (laughs) image. And then I and then I. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a picture up in the in the um, in Facebook chats or whatever. Yeah, chat. be, but it good. has uh, with a label maker. It has uh, each of our scores on the backhand side for each year, and then on the front, it has the overall record for who has the most wins and, or who has, who has what amount of wins. So it's pretty in depth. And then over the bottom, what where it says right? like uh, it's five and three, so I, I'm up five to three now. Was five to two. Now it's five to three. So yeah. And then um, after that, the loser also buys Lou Malnati's uh, Chicago deep dish pizza and sends it to the winner. I know, again, I normally send Chris a gift card because he can just go to the restaurant easily. Me, it's a normally. little more difficult to do so. Yeah. See, what's funny is it's only been on the line for a few years, so I don't have it normally yet. This is my first year where I actually have to give something <laughs> to you. So I know, I know exactly. <laughs> but it'll be coming. It'll guys. be coming. We'll we'll figure out what what I can get you and ship it out your way. You gotcha. And then you guys actually have a secondary bet. And what was that one? Which we both lost this year. Uh, <laughs> that that bet goes back to 2012, maybe something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, where we had Pittsburgh playing the Lions, and we said whoever wins, like the other person has to wear the jersey. I had to wear a Pittsburgh jersey that year. I think it might have even been a Roethlisberger one. Um, yes, it was. And this year, the Lions and the Steelers ended up playing on Week Ten, the same week as our rivalry. And they freaking tied like of, like it was an insane. It was a stupid game. Like they just did not. No team wanted to win. And of course, the Lions have Santoso or whatever, who digs his toe into the ground on a 48 yard kick, like signed so off the practice we, squad, mind you, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's released now, by the way. Good riddance. I mean, come on. If you're listening, Santoso, I hope you find a better team. But so so we texted Clark and we were like, so what do we do? It's a it's a tie game. Do we just like let it go? And of course, Clark is like, nah. you guys both got to wear each other's jersey. <laughs> I was picking up on that one. That's right. So here's what I'm thinking for that, Bubba. Like we could, we could legitimately do it like, and just ship it to each other, like, and do it now. My thought is to make it a little bit more interesting is during the rookie draft next year, we have to wear the other person's Jersey. So that's my thought for it to make it a little bit more interesting. So everybody has to like live through at the same time we do. I'm down. Okay. I'm down with that. that. Cool. Cool. I like that. Sounds awful, but Uh, we'll do it. I'll, I'll combine this question for you guys. Was there, and Chris, you kind of already spoke to it. I think roster wise, like your team was pretty depleted. Um, it's kind of been like that all season is for you specifically. Was there like a player on your bench? You're like, man, that would have made me like, I would have crossed the 200 point threshold or was like, was there someone you should have played or was it kind of, it played out however it is. Not on my bench. I should not. So I thought back to weeks before I should not have dropped Dearness Johnson as quickly as I did. 
um, after I thought yeah. Nick Chubb was going to go back, but at the same time, didn't know that Nick Chubb was going to get COVID. And if he was the only running back, like he would have crushed it. Cause he did, he got like 42 points the week where he was just sure. by himself. So I tried to pick him up again. And I also tried to pick up, um, the guy from Houston. I can't remember who he was that was starting there for their running back position. Um, but both of those guys I put in waiver, or I put in free agency money on, but I put in just underneath what the person before bid. So I should have, if I could have, I should have gone in on one of those more than the other. It still wouldn't have helped, but it would have at least been closer. So I think that's the only adjustment I would have made. And then for you, Bubba, so you going six and four now kind of really changed the game for you, Chris, you at two and eight. Where like where do you both see your teams going from here? Like a big rivalry win or a loss really plays with momentum, or or can fantasy football tends to be a little different, obviously. But um, what do you think's next? What's kind of like you know for you, Bubba? Where where where's your team going from here? What's the next kind of like big hurdle you see? It's it's really tough to say. The last four games that I do have this. Um, in the schedule, I got Broad. I know I got yeah. Taylor Akterhoff. I got you and then Javed. I think it yeah. all in that order or something like that. I would say if I could at least take two of those four, if not three, I think I have a pretty legitimate shot um, yeah. in the playoffs at least, or at least to get into it. Um, that being said, Team Broad is going to be a, a tough matchup to play against. You're, You're always a tough. Leski right now. Or I'm sorry, Kovaleski, not a Team yeah. Broad. I, I yeah, I apologize. So Team Kovaleski uh, at Mile High Club. Akterhoff, me, and then Javid. Akterhoff is going to probably be the toughest that I will probably take a loss on. Um, yeah. If I can at least take, like I said, Javid, and then either between you or Taylor Kovaleski, that I think would get me into the playoffs is where it would be at this point. Yes. You, you get the fun stretch. I mean, currently Taylor, both Taylors and myself are in the playoffs on the Carter side. Mm -hmm. And at this point, Javid's proven to, to be a pretty tough out as well. So, um, and you being the Timberlake, I think, I think you're right. I think you need to take at least two of them to feel comfortable about making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But good luck to you. And Chris, you. what is, what's kind of, where's your head at? Uh, yeah, my head is at, we're past the trade deadline or almost past the trade deadline. So oh, I'm weighing, I don't know. I've got, I've got a couple first round picks already. One from myself, which will be fairly high. And one from Kovaleski, which will be middle of the pack. So I may get another running back and another wide receiver out of it. Um, I wish. So the funny part is Casey, my brother texted me the day before Calvin Ridley decided to step away from football, requesting a trade from him. And he was going to give me Darren Waller and a second round pick. And I was like, man, I wish I would have taken that now. Um, Yeah. Wild. Right. Um, Yeah. I uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where I go. I don't fully know where I'm going yet. I know I have some good picks. I'm not fully planning on, blowing anything up because i i like the running backs that i have i think they're i think they're fairly decent and i'll get another good one coming out of this i like Corey davis if they can figure out their 
quarterback situation in New York. Calvin Ridley will be back. I don't think he's going to step away forever. I'm hoping Odell can get it together with the Rams with a good quarterback, but who the hell knows what's going to happen there. Um, So if I can get one more wide receiver and another running back, like I'm probably not going to do anything drastic towards the end of the season. Just ride it out. See what happens. Um, Cause I know I'll probably have the second overall pick at this point, maybe the first, depending on how my season plays out. Um, Cool. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go from there. Yeah, it's interesting to just. Uh, I think your your team definitely has been like the pure example of just injuries and just youth and injuries, especially at the running back position, and how devastating that yeah. can be. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, yeah, I I, I went three weeks with only one running back yeah. being Nick Chubb. It's <laughs> just <Yeah>. wild. <laughs> He's a stud, but it's like you, I mean, we've talked at length at multiple episodes about the impact and the importance of having at least two decent running backs and the difference that can make. So, yep. Yep. Uh, sure. Let's do this. Let's give you guys one minute on the clock and uh, lure it out and have you guys just trash talk. Cause that's, uh, that's fun. Champ, you want to go first? All, all I got to do is just say, like, look, you're two, and, you're two and eight. I'm six and four. The Lou is coming to Kalamazoo. I don't <laughs> care what anybody else says. We have we have the best rivalry in the fan in the GC. I don't care if Joe has to fight me in a Walmart parking lot. I don't care if uh, Joe Williams gets his cash money out like Jerry Jones does. Um, we still got the best rivalry in the entire league. Um, not, I, I'm not necessarily trash talking you, but again, your record speaks for itself. The scoreboard speaks for itself. That's all I got to say. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude, is how he ends. Man, you're so polite with trash. Yens, sorry. Here you go. Yens. I'm going to go all Michael Jordan on you, okay? Your team, Bubba. You are the vulture of the GC. You seem to have all of the old, nearly dead players in the league where they just somehow hang on by a thread. They're watching as this GM circles around them like a vulture in the sky. They know their days are limited. They know they're about to die and be out of the league. And here comes Bubba, Bubba swooping in, taking him off of the free agency wire. Melvin Gordon is still a thing, apparently. Samaji P. Ryan last year. Big Ben, who knows why we start Big Ben? He's basically dead. He's got no legs anymore, right? Like... I Come don't on. have Smudge AP Ryan. No, you he don't, but you had him. Giovanni Bernard, that's who it was. You had Giovanni Bernard <laughs> last year, dude. Come on. They're basically both dead at this point. That's how you can get them mixed up. You go on the wire. You pick up old guys. They somehow hang on. Your team in the next couple of years, Bubba, is going to be feasted on by the vultures. And I'm going to get another two or three wins out of it. You may have gotten one this year, but just know this. Eventually, the vultures will come for you, like the vulture your team is. Vulture That's where I'll end. Geez. That That's that might be. You are no longer be. the Cowboys, my friend. You are no longer the Cowboys because they are actually good this year. <laughs> you are now the vulture of the GC. 
I, I, I might be a vulture of the GC, but sometimes the vulture just knows how to take advantage of when and how to stock the prey. Oh, for sure. I, I say that with that all the utmost speech. respect and love for you, Bubba. Yeah. but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, awesome. Uh, you guys do have the best rivalry within the GC. And so, uh, we would be, uh, at fault if we did not also mention Bubba. Happy birthday. Um, oh yeah, dude. Happy birthday. A big three O today. Thank you. So, I appreciate it. Yeah. So good luck in the rest of the season, bro. I'm sure we'll talk to you again here on the podcast. Um, I hope you go three and one in the next four games with one singular L to myself, but, uh, dude here's the thing though for real though you could be the first you could be the first back-to-back champion in the gc if you went out this this year this is true which will be dope but then just remember your team will die ultra move yeah (laughs) just just remember that's why you spell champions with y i n z okay get out of here go away Love you, dude. Later. I'll, uh, we'll get soon. in touch about pizzas and stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll do, guys. Have a great night, you, dude. You got it, Clark. How do we want to do this? We want to we want to go back and forth because we've only got one person yeah. with us. Because Joe, yeah. I mean, we were we were. I got something I mean, to say, dude. I was so excited for you and Team Team, the people that were duking it out last year for the playoffs, to finally get the opportunity to smack talk each other. Like, and to actually go at it in a podcast. And so this section, we're talking more rivalry stuff, but there's only one of you. Like, Joe, you're the only one that showed up. I got something to say. I'll I'll wait for it to be recording. I got Yeah. So we'll, we'll get there in the end. We'll get there in the end. But Joe, here's, here's what I'm curious about. You and team team, you played each other already, right? Or you're playing each other this week. You played each other, right? We did already. Yeah. Like we did already. Who, uh, who won this past I want my stat correction. That's right. It's right. right. It wasn't a stat correction. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Oh That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we corrected him. Because I was like, hey, bro, waiting for the stat corrections. And it was like till That's Wednesday night right. or Thursday morning. And I woke up and I was like, it's Christmas. And That's he was like, right. And I, I knew it was remember coming. That. I knew it was coming. It's yeah, prophetic. You, guys you, you, guys you went and watched close. all of the tape, right? And you were like, I know they missed those two tackles that are yeah. going to give me the win, you know? 100%. So Joe, before we get, before we get to your smack talk that you inevitably are going to lay down on team team and deservedly. So for the reasons why, Oh yeah. Can you give us a brief history of your rivalry with team team? All it comes back to is me sitting in a Walmart parking lot. And this guy saying that he is too busy for the league. And I immediately knew he was a fake. He's a fraud. He's a phony. <laughs> He's as fake as like freaking Antonio Brown's COVID card, bro. Oh, like he is, he is not even real. I don't think he's a real guy. I'll be honest. Hey, that's from a, a disgruntled chef. That's from a disgruntled post chef. Let's just wait for things to play out. Come on. Wait, so you're, it's also Antonio Brown. So it could totally be real, bro. The guy's garbage. Get out of here. <laughs> Antonio Brown's lawyer says get vaccinated like Antonio Brown got vaccinated. Oh, like man. Because that was like his ending quote. Dude, here's the thing, though. I mean, outside of the GC, there's going to be more of that that comes out. Like, you can't tell me that, like, 
every team went out and got everybody vaccinated. There's no way. There's got to be people that are faking it. What? No. Only the team team is fake. That's what's fake about <laughs> here around here. It's Nobody's so faking no vaccines around here. <laughs> so, Joe, son, I mean, we my could. My son is in on this. My son is in on this. He's he was talking trash as well. He would, we'll get to it. Hold on. Let's keep going. What is your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, we could ask you this question. Was there a player that you should have played that would have helped you whoop on team team more? I mean, you guys, you got stat corrected, right? Like, I mean, you ended up winning, but like, is there, is there somebody that you could have played in that week that would have helped lay the smackdown more on him? Or is it better that it was that close? Was it a sweeter victory? Cause it was that close. Oh, well, right. Yeah. It's always better when I win by a narrow margin. So that way he can feel the, feel the pain a little more, a little more severe burn, but I don't know who I would have played differently. I mean, my team's garbage. I have no depth. Uh, but at least I'm your real. Te- hold on. I think I'm your here. team name has changed like three times, right? It was a cup of tea. Now it's a yeah. lot of tea. Now it's, was it something like else in there too? This week just for Clark. I, yeah. I hate, <laughs> yeah. I hate all of it. I hate it. You're, <laughs> Why? I think <laughs> anyways, I just got so used to writing team overhaul all the time, all over my notes and power rankings and stuff. That and now, now like, the name is just overhaul every week. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, well, come on your quarterback position, Kyler Murray. He's legit. Yeah, I got a man crush on for sure. He's a man, but well, in week four, you had Miles Gaskin score you one point, and Logan Thomas score you zero points. And dope. you had you had uh, Dawson Knox score nineteen on the bench. Zach Moss score nineteen on the bench. Yeah, so that's and I mean Dude, that is what it is. It's a coin flip. To have those guys until Logan Thomas yeah. got hurt. It was a coin flip. But who do you, do you play him? Do you not Gaskin? Yeah. My, all my running backs are garbage. Uh, it's a coin flip who I play each week. I just threw in freaking. Oh, Mike Davis. Why did I do that? Why do I play the <laughs> Atlanta player? What was I thinking? Especially when they score three points and get whooped down like 48 to three. Like- oh my God. Well, yeah, I don't know if they scored tonight, but last week it was 48 oh. to three or something like that. So last yeah, I saw it was 13 to zero. So I have no idea. It's not my year. No idea. It's not my year, but, but at least I'm real and I beat team team. That's all there is to it. That's all that matters to me. Joe, we'll get to the trash talk. The rest of the year. Okay, go on. We've got one more question and then we'll get to the trash talk. Okay. So just keep keep it in because I can see the volcano brewing and I'm excited to watch it erupt. Okay. (laughs) So where does, where does your team go from here? Where does a cup of tea, a wad of tea, team overhaul, insert team T name here. Where, where do you go from here, Joe? Go from here. Uh, Meaning this, split, I mean, you're sitting at three and seven, ahead. but you're not out of the playoff hunt, technically. I'm not. Oh. So that's a little <laughs> caveat for later. Where are you like, you got four games left. Like, where's your head at? Yeah. Where's your, where's, where's where are you going from here? Well, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm definitely going to not uh, try to lose. I'm going to try to play spoiler. Uh, I think I play a couple probably potential playoff teams. So my hope would be to like, just be that spoiler. Who's like, are, to be the like team that everyone's like, are you serious? I lost that guy. Like, I hope that's what happens. Uh, I'll try to make a couple couple trades before the trade deadline next week. And yep. uh, I'll try to do that real quick. But uh, I got to play for the future at this point. So and I knew that. I've known that I, I needed to like get some, some things moving. I probably made some bad trades recently, but I'll learn and I'll figure it out. But as far as moving ahead, I'll try to, I'm going to revolve around Kyler. I, gotta, I, gotta, I think I'm starting to figure out the defense a little bit. And then I just got to get a running back. I think I'm, I think I'm not doing too bad future wise with some like 
with T Higgins, Devonta Smith at wide receiver. I think there's some like potential there, but, and I got a quarterback for the future. I think I just need some running backs for the future and then I'll figure it out. Maybe someday. You really could play heavy spoiler, especially because week 14, you play, you play Tyler broad and yeah. depending on how him and, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later, how, depending on how him and Kovaleski go, it could come down to week 14 for those guys. So nice. Yeah. yeah a, I'm all about that. A heavy spoiler. So I remember one year in the GC bro, like I was in the playoffs and then like stack corrections happened to like one or two teams. And I went from being in the playoffs to being out of the playoffs, but it wasn't because I lost. It was because some rando team stack corrected in and, and Clark's like, bro, do you see what happened? And I was in a meeting and I'm like, what? Like thinking, like <laughs> some news thing at, He's like, no, it was like bigger news than anything in the history of the, of the world. He's like, bro, we got stack corrected out of the playoffs. I'm like, get out of here. I was like, that doesn't even happen. And sure enough, like, I was so mad. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. That was worse than so COVID, I think. It was worse. It was worse than COVID. I had COVID, and it was worse than COVID. Man, man. Anyways, okay. uh, it's, Joe. That was a fun time, but. Yeah, go ahead. So it sounds like you're planning for the future. That's where you go from here. You've been well, you've yeah. been in uh you've been in rare form. Well, not rare form, but like two years in a row now. Casey's just been a no show. Team team has been a no show to these conversations 100%. with you. And I will say again, this is no joke. Like in the same way people argue that the NFL is scripted, the GC podcast is not scripted. Casey Thompson, team team, missed the podcast this week. Because Joe, do you want to do you want to give us the reason why he missed it, or do you, on, do you want do you want me to give him the reason? Can you still why? hear me? We can hear you. Yes. Okay. I had to put you on. I had to take you out the earbuds or whatever, so we could so you could hear this. Okay. I got my son here. My son twice here. He's eight and a half, almost nine. Toby comes to next to me here. He's pretty much nine. Okay. So Toby here and I have talked about this. Team team doesn't even have a name. What is the first <laughs> off? What's wrong with that? The reason he's not here is because he's playing some game again, right? Was it D, D and what? D and D. D and D, bro. Literally in Grants Pass, Oregon, there's a D and D porter potty company. Not even kidding. D and D porter potty company. Know what to do with porter potties? You poop in them. You know what D and D is? It's a bunch of garbage. It's a bunch of poo. And what is this figurative person, Casey? What's he doing? He's playing in the poo. Playing in the pool. Toby. Uh, I asked Toby earlier. I said, Toby, what do you think of this team? And I said, what's your like trash talk of KC and team team? What, and what'd you say? Uh, they're a saucy nugget. They're a saucy nugget. Did you catch that? <laughs> and I don't think being a saucy nugget's a good thing from what I understand. <laughs> so we got a saucy nugget playing in the poo-poo who's not even real. I don't believe he's a real guy. I'll be honest. I'm starting to doubt if he's a real person. I think Clark has a second team. That's why he always gives them good power rankings and talks up about it and all this. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, t- I'm pro team team. All this garbage. It's because Clark is running him. I don't think I don't think this guy's real. So that's my trash talk. I beat him fair and square. Stack correction or not, a win's a win. Now my daughters are here because they're hearing me get all riled up in the room next door. All right. If you're gonna play fantasy football, and if you're gonna be in the GC, the least you can do is show up once a year for ten minutes. And just say hello. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. He could he could have tried. I'm going to be honest. This is my favorite podcast we've done for the GC yet. Between the Hold first on. two segments, segments. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Oh man. Uh, Joe, if it makes you hold on, Joe, if it makes you feel any better right before this, I was actually running a game of D and D for some players. You run a game. Yeah. I don't even know what this he game is. I, had a, I literally, no, I literally had a Google D and D before this podcast, and you know what the first thing was on the Google like you could like drop down menu it <laughs> location was, services D&D alone. No, it, it said, "Can you play D and D alone?" And I said, "Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what Casey did today, playing D and D alone to avoid this. He knows the fire is here, and he can't handle the heat." Colors to it. Oh man, oh I I honestly hope that next year when it comes time to record the podcast because we do this on Thursdays, we schedule it on a D and D night. <laughs> if he doesn't come out the third time around, he's out. Uh-huh. We're we're gonna vote him out. <laughs> that, that's he's the, fake that's news. The line. We're, he's we're just, just done. He has to. He's out. Three strikes and you're out. <laughs> Three strikes, you're out. It's ten minutes that's a year, fair. bro. Do you even fair. check your team? It takes long to check your team. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> good lord and, okay Amazing. i'm done i'll be done now i'm sorry but this guy Amazing. like he, he just i'm never, never mind not even worth my time dude i'm crying <laughs> like this is too good this is good Amazing. a oh, saucy man. nugget word from an eight-year-old saucy wisdom nugget. of an eight-year-old he's a saucy nugget team, i don't think team. it's good to be a saucy nugget team 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 saucy nugget yeah, Toby, I wouldn't say that to people at school. I think you can get a detention for that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my earpods back in so he didn't hear you, but they said if you uh, say that at school, you're going to get beat up at school or something. <laughs> yeah, don't call that to people. That's that's mean. That's mean. But team like team that, deserved yeah. it. Team team deserved team, it. Team team deserved it. Yep, they had it coming. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> oh, man, Joe. Well, it's All good right, to whatever. see you not in a Walmart parking lot this time. I see you made it back uh, home. I own a house now. So talking <laughs> about my Walmart parking lot experience. I bought a house. I'm sitting in it. Okay. I got the debt to, to prove it now. So you can stop harassing me about that. No, I mean we'll Goodness. put the, we'll lay that one to rest. But the D and D jokes we will not lay to rest. That will no, that will still no. continue on. No, there's more coming that way. All right, thanks Dude, guys. Thanks for being with us. Sweet. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Anytime. Take it easy. Talk to you later. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on from. A lot of trash talk here. Uh, we've got a couple more voices that are joining us. We said earlier, guys, that we're having exactly half of the league on in this episode. We're having six of us on in one episode, which is a first for the Gentleman's Club, which is also really cool because we did a couple rivalry sessions. And now we're talking around the future of the Gentleman's Club because, Javid, you're new in here. You're coming in for the first time. Taylor, you've been around for a while. And Clark and I kind of said off air, like, football has changed in the seven, eight years that we've been doing this. And that might require us as fantasy owners to change the way that we approach fantasy uh, football and what sort of positions we prioritize and so on and so forth. But before we get into this, Javid, we had you on for the first episode. Uh, You did the dramatic sort of like LeBron South Beach reveal of like what player you were going to take for the first overall pick with Najee Harris you're in it now. You've been in it now for 10 weeks. Uh, how's your season going, man? How are you How are you feeling coming out of the first 10 weeks? Has it been a positive experience? What have you learned? Um, what's your experience been like? Yeah, so, no, it's been great. I My team is dead last, 2-8, and eight, worst overall offensive points for. Um, been beat down quite a bit, but... I I see the future bright. I love Najee Harris. He's exactly 
um, what every fantasy manager in dynasty would want as in a future top pick year after year. So exactly what I want. I've got my rookies are all healthy. They're running it. And um, we're not good this year, but I remember I said uh, I have a three year plan. And so far, pretty good. Got a lot of good draft picks coming up as well. So I'm loving it. I really do love the aspect. It's pushed me to new limits. So it's a fun league for sure. It, it's it's really cool to like look at your roster and be like from a GC standpoint, like it's a formidable roster compared to the last four or five seasons that have been all the iterations of Dak attack and one from a homies and team West coast love and whatever other random names those guys came up with. And to see be like, there's pieces there. Just like, like you said, the Najee Harris, like that's just like such a clutch, like centerpiece to a team. So, I mean, kudos to you as, as a, what's it been like kind of the defensive aspect? I know that was something you, you said kind of coming in was, maybe well, definitely new, but like, how were you adjusting to that? Like what's, what's kind of making sense and, and all that. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say this cause I don't think I ever got a chance, but when I drafted, I drafted all offense. And the reason being is not that I didn't study IDP and defense and all that, but I knew if the foundation of my team was offense that I could build around defense in the future, especially trading, I feel like it might be easier to trade for defensive players, and I could be wrong, um, than it would be for offensive players. And defensive players are so much deeper, it seems. Um, so I, I figured if I go offense this year, I knew the draft class was really heavy offense, and I know this next one coming up is really heavy defense because I watch a decent amount of college football. So I'm trying to plan it out year by year. So that's my strategy. It is hard with defense. I'm not going to lie. I have traded some good defensive players in hopes to get some young future. Um, but I've, uh, I feel decent about defense. I am still learning. I study it every week, trying to see what players do what and what is valuable. So I'm learning. Don't get me wrong. It is not pretty, but I am learning and I am learning to love it for real. So Javid, I'm not going to lie, dude. I still think the trade that you made for Javante Williams will pay off. Like part of the trash talk that I had with Bubba, you'll understand why I said that, but I do think Javante Williams will be a good running back. And I think that was a great move on your part to be able to get him, even though they still have Melvin Gordon there. Like I, I I think he will end up playing it because we've seen flashes of it. Like, I think it was like, not this past week, but Wait, maybe the week before that. Didn't Taylor? Didn't Taylor trade for Javante? Oh, did Taylor? Oh, I thought I traded that to, to you. I take uh, that. No, back. We, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. It'll be all right. <laughs> we I, did. Taylor's the Broncos fan, dude. I'm in the boat. That's right. That's right. As as much as Dak has been helping me, I think him trading Dak in the long run will pay dividends because he got the first round picks back that Fife got rid of. You were able to take Naj Harris. Now looking back, it's like I would have would I want Dak Prescott? Najee Harris? Whatever. I think that trade, I think you have made smart trades. And to your point of trading defense, though, I think there's like what I'm beginning to see is as guys are beginning to buy more into to the defensive side. It's like, how do you value a defensive player? Like 
because honestly, a Bobby Wagner level linebacker is different than a Denzel Perryman, two linebackers have gotten traded, but they've arguably been traded for similar value yep. where it's like that, but there, there's a step back. Like, yeah, but one's produced for like eight years straight and one was cut from his team and then had to get traded. And then, so it's like, how do you actually value? Yeah. Do you first like, yeah, that's, I think that'll be a, a fun thing to see. Maybe we transition and invite Taylor in to the conversation of like, how do we see kind of fantasy football going forward and kind of what, what has surprised you most about this season? And we'll say, we'll say hi to Taylor. What's up, buddy. Hey guys. Glad to be here. And, and maybe you can answer that question, you know, kind of what, you know, what has surprised you most so far this season? Yeah. So I kind of wrote down a couple things. Um, so I picked two players that I think have been very surprising this year. Um, the first one is, you know, Cooper cup, obviously wide receiver one. I don't think there's an analyst anywhere that would have predicted that. I mean, people knew his production would spike a little bit with Stafford, but not the dominance that we've seen. When they use um, him and Jerry Rice in the same language or in the same sentence, yeah, it's crazy. that still surprises mm-hmm. me. Like, how, like how, it's been a weird year. Same thing with like Jamar Chase. Like, I mean, he's like breaking Randy Moss's records or, yeah. or at least keeping pace. Yeah, it's been wild. Um, <clears throat> and then my second kind of surprising player, um, he was actually added. I had to, to go back into the receipts. He was added September 9th uh, for $0. And that is uh, Cordero Patterson. I mean, the dude has just like been probably added and cut by everyone in the league at least once i would get like just absolute roster churn and then all of a sudden he's you know i don't even i didn't even look but rb 14 15 something like that i mean he had he had a quote though i mean his thing was like i'll play whatever position on the field as long as i'm playing for a team so like he's got the work ethic Mm -hmm. to be there but to like even then see him as an rb 14 on atlanta yeah. is shocking it's crazy yeah. yeah shocking so those are kind of my two surprise players um specifically for the gc um my first surprise i think this year and we've talked about it is just like it just feels like there's so much more involvement and pair like parity even more so than like normal this league has always kind of been known for that but this year i feel like everybody's just like scouring the waiver wire and we've got trades flying left and right and so that's been really fun um and then my other surprise is Bubba. I mean, I thought he was dead. He was uh, he was two and four, and now he's six and four. So he's yeah. ripped off four straight to get back in contention. Just wait till the trash talk portion when you can listen to it. It'll make sense. No, makes sense. Bubba's team is it's like the Undertaker gif, like him sitting up out of the coffin. That's a great one too. Why didn't I think of that, Bubba or Clark? Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. That was beautiful, but so. it's true. I mean, I I would agree with the with your surprises there too. I think um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like there's been no like besides for maybe Cooper Cup, there's not been like a continual stud. Hmm. Like even Kyler Murray was like rocket to the moon and then hurt and kind of like back to earth and like. Um, Derrick Henry rocket to the moon and then like hurt and, and back to earth. Like it feels like every, like even Mahomes has done the, the wave. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I think I was coming into it expecting to see like the same names at the top and it just be like, they're the dudes. 
but I think to see the rookies come into it and I, and I just think the injuries and kind of like, it's been way more volatile than I was really expecting. I think that's been true of the entire league though. Like even as teams have been up and down, like, I mean, we kind of joked about my team, but like scoring almost 300 twice and then being under 200 twice. Like, I feel like nobody's been like last year. We joked about Bubba being consistently around 260 points. I don't think anybody's had a consistency all the way through. Like, I think there's been teams that have like Taylor, you've scored over 300 once or twice now but you've also scored under 250 a couple of times. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a I feel weird like those, year. Like it's, it's when we joked yeah. about this last year, yeah. of like anybody can win at any time. And I think this year has just been so wild for people to be able to do that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And I, I just, I think that is, it's probably how offenses are being ran in the, in the NFL. I think there's all that, but I just, I do think injuries have played a big, big thing. And I just, guys haven't just got consistent is what it's felt like. They just haven't like maintained. It's, it's the amazing performance to like, they're getting benched three weeks later is what it vibes like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there yeah. a, is there a position that you think, I mean, this might be an easy answer, but is there going to be a position that's going to be the most valuable in five years? Like what's going to be the fantasy position still? Go ahead, Adam. You can take this one first. Yeah. Um, I think the most valuable as far as it's easy for me to talk about offense, but I think honestly, hear me out on this running back. I'm, I'm learning the point difference in, in your, in this league compared to a normal redraft league, but running back is becoming very interesting because I'm starting to see a lot of stuff about committee and two teams valuing two running backs more often than just one. So we're seeing it with Ezekiel Elliott, someone who is a workhorse still carries the ball 20 times a game, but only plays 50% of the game. And so I'm thinking, man, if, if you can find a running back on offense that is going to play 80% of the game, that may be a rarity down the road, 70, even 70%. Um, just something I'm noticing. For defense, I don't have a specific position that would be valuable yet. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think, I think your point to defense real quick I think we're going to see more hybrid safeties. I think we're going to see a lot more in the box, a guy who really is a linebacker, but they're labeling him a safety. Um, I think we already see that with like the Landon Collins, the the chins, like the guys like that. I just think that's going to become even more and more of a thing as they're looking for more speed and and versatility on the field. I think hybrid safety from a defensive standpoint because they'll be in coverage so that'll allow them to potentially do some more interceptions and things like that. I just, I wonder if that will slowly having two stud safeties will, will edge out having maybe a stud linebacker or two. Have you noticed uh, the four deep safety uh, that teams are doing against the Josh Allen's and the Mahomes? Is it, are you seeing that? Lately, and that's why the offense. You saw that they all, yeah. all those stud quarterbacks had this two, three week period of dead, like they were not scoring. 
Yeah. And that's, if you watch the game film, you're seeing four deep safeties and those are linebackers playing back and not allowing those even slot passes or deep passes. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Well, it's probably as the spread offense kind of makes its way, it's kind of ran its course. And for the most part, it's become like pretty much like the standard within college football. But I think we're seeing it obviously more and more coming into the NFL where it's like, not only can you do you have to throw the ball 60 yards on a rope, you got to be able to run 40 yards at a 4-4 speed. Oh, and we, we also want you to be like 6-5. Like that's like the prototype quarterback is what it's becoming. And so defense are going to have to keep adjusting with that. So, yeah, that makes that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I personally, I wrote down um, actually wide receiver as the most valuable position in my opinion. Um, I mean, I think the longevity is key. They're just better dynasty assets because even with like, unless you're like some freak like Henry and even we see his window maybe closing here, like, I don't know, you're just not going to get the same production. I feel like when you look at running backs, you really like think like I have a three-year window with this guy and then I just, whatever I get after that is gravy. But I feel like that's how I look at it. It's like, you really got to get in and then maybe you've got two or three years until they start breaking down. So yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I said wide receiver as well. Cause I think the committee thing is not sustainable, even though there's, so I, I think the overall most important is probably if you can get one of those bell cow, maybe five running backs in the league, that is by far the most important person to have on your team. Cause they're going to get, I mean, Derek Henry is going to get you 35 points a game, right? Like that's hard to, that's hard to pass up. But if you're looking overall, like teams are running by committee, like essentially you've got you've got two running backs on a team that are getting you the same points as a wide receiver, right? And so it's like wide receiver is getting you the amount of points that they're supposed to get. Players are passing more often. If you have a committee, you're having two different wide running backs that you have to prepare for each week. Receivers do the same thing week out and week week in and week out. Um but when you have two different running backs, they do different things every single week. And so teams have to prepare differently for those two. It causes them to be crazy and weird. And I think wide receivers are going to, I think we're going to move back to an even higher level of passing offense, because even then you have a lot of the running back stuff is dump off stuff. And so mine would be like wide receiver. Then I think if you can get a really good quarterback who's mobile at the same time, and then I think running back is probably my third in five years from now. Again, yeah. all of that to say, if you can get that one running back, the teams are going to hold out and not do it by committee. I think that's that's still going to be hard to beat um, in yeah. the long run, which is why I think Clark, like having Derrick Henry, if he was still going to be ha- if he was still healthy, I'd be like, yeah. dude, I think you're winning the championship this year because you've got Zeke and you've got Elliot who are both doing those things on the same team. But yes, yeah. my thought. We just want to talk about that, um, <laughs> dude. The crazy the, part uh, is, is he's still like first and second overall in so many positions. Yeah after being yeah. out for two weeks, which is insane. Like He's still yards, time touchdowns, yards. carries, yeah. like all that stuff. It's, it's insane. Yeah. The guy's an animal. Um, talk a lot about the community side of things. Do you, this is a quick side question. Do you think from a receiver standpoint, is it going to be a Cooper cup or Jamar chase type receiver, Justin Jefferson type receiver that's going to rise the top? Meaning cup plays a lot of slot. Just, almost just as much as he plays outside where like a chase is playing almost strictly outside in the Michael Thomas form. Like, 
is one of those going to kind of what's what's going to be the key for a receiver? It depends on the offense and it depends on the quarterback. Yeah. It's too much variability. I'm going to say Debo. Yeah. Dude is in the back here in the um, the backfield. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Last week. He's like, yeah, like he's having six handoffs. Here. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. I think they both have value for sure. It just depends on um, the quarterback more than anything. I feel like Burrow is more of a long ball guy. Stafford likes to sling it around. So yeah. I, I would say we're kind of past the era a little bit of the Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson. I mean, that Brandon, all, all, all those big dogs, you know, we're, we're seeing a little bit of smaller, quicker. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Here's the thing. I think I, th- and this is maybe credit to Bill Belichick. I don't know. I think he's been doing a lot of this stuff for years where it's like he had the sure. stud quarterback, but like somebody, somebody posted a meme the other day, like they're six and four, they should be eight and three and they have the roster of a three and seven team where like <laughs> literally they have nobody, but they make it work because they do everything by a committee. Like Julian Edelman mm-hmm. is a testament to that back in the day. He was like a special teams player in the past. And then he was their number one wide receiver. Wes, Wes like, Welker. Wes Welker was back in the day. The only real like, crazy guy that they've had was randy moss in like 15 20 years maybe maybe they've had a couple other really good players but like i think a lot more teams are finally going to catch up with the patriots and do a lot of the things that they did where they're running a lot of the slot stuff can also throw the long ball but they've been doing the running back by committee for six years or seven years at this point like since marshall falk was there or something like a long time They've been doing that. Yeah, that's really true. But that, yeah, that'll suck for fantasy football, though. Because I think the oh, dude, it's going to be so hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I think they basically just like build their game plan from scratch, like just to focus on the other team's weaknesses. So it's not even about their strengths; it's about the opponent's weaknesses, which makes the players so hard to predict. Because you know, one week it's Ramondre Stevenson, and then this week JJ Taylor's going to have you know 120 yards because you know, yeah. Well, we've even seen that with somewhat with Arizona too, right? Like they had Rondell Moore for a while that was hot for two weeks. And they had DeAndre Hopkins that was hot, which is no longer on Pablo's team, is now on Clark's team. Clark, you have DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah, he's hurt, but I have him, yeah. Yeah, you you have you have DeAndre Hopkins. That's right. Um yeah, you have you have Hopkins. Um but like then they went to Christian Kirk. Like they've also done it to the team's weaknesses now. And it's just and I think that's probably why we've seen so much variability uh, a little bit last year and even more this year is because like, I think teams are just are, are playing the hot hand a lot more now instead of dumping it off to Calvin Johnson all the time or Derrick Henry all the time, or which is going to make for interesting fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, what do you kind of say, see as like the value of a tight end? in five years they become more receiver type or we does it become an obsolete position when it, what's what's your take on that yeah i think tight end in the last couple of years has been really interesting um just because it's probably in my opinion it's like the position with by far the biggest scarcity so like at the top you've got like five or six dudes um like these really like elite like level tight ends um 
So as long as you have one of those guys, you're just like, most of the time you're going to have an advantage over the team that you're playing. It's one of the few positions where I feel like you can count on that week in and week out. Um, unless, you know, Jared Goff is your quarterback and you drop zero. Um, or who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It is interesting. Um, cause I think that's the way it is right now, but I think like just because of like the dominance of, you know, a Kels and a Kittle and those guys, I feel like tight end is now kind of like a sexy position. Um, so I feel like teams are going to go out and draft and like really go after tight ends, like starting with Kyle Pitts and kind of stuff like that. So I do think that the scarcity will probably kind of go down a little bit as NFL teams kind of go after more of guys who profile as those elite pass catchers. I could see that because I think we, we've seen Hawkinson. We've seen Pitts. It's like last two, three years, we've seen these, these tight ends go into the top 10. Cause I think they're looking, people are looking for Kelsey or Gronkowski, you know, all these, all these types, but it's such a premium position at this point. And so I say, I wonder if it seems like the position's evolving, but mm-hmm. We shall see. Well, there's even um, been, I mean, there's been a couple of tight ends that have been like frustrated that they don't get paid enough for their position. Cause they're like, we're expected to play offensive linemen and be yeah. wide receivers. And we're paid like a second string running back. Like they're, yeah. they're yeah. mad about it too. Cause they're like, we're basically having to do everything. Everybody else on the offense is asked to do. And yet we're paid like nothing for it. Yeah. That's very true. Um, just because you're kind of newer and have a lot of first round picks here coming up for you, Javid, how do you think rookies are going to impact fantasy football? Um, say it's hard to see right now. Uh, if running back by committee, um, becomes very, very frequent, uh, I think it's not going to make as much of an impact because we're going to see the life of running backs last them maybe a little bit longer um, as far as that position goes. But uh, I would say in the next few years, defense is really going to be impacted by rookies. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll see. I don't think quarterbacks going to be impacted very, very much here coming up at all. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think there's a new generation of, of, uh, of defense coming in and um, players that might not be loud. There might be a couple of gems in the next couple of draft classes. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know yet. I don't have a full stance on that. as I was thinking about that. So yeah, it's kind of my thoughts. Anything for you Taylor? I think, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the draft goes the next two years because I do I agree with Javed that like get some more defense heavy draft this year, this upcoming year. But I feel like so many of us also got burned by going on defense early this year. I feel I mean we had so many linebackers go like first round, top of the second round, and none of them are really doing anything. I mean, Chris, I, I guess Parsons is like a stud defensive end now. He's I was gonna um, say he's also got the defensive end and linebacker tag, right. so I can put him like as a defensive end and get me ten points. Kind of nice. So yes, four for. But sure. yeah, you look at sure. dudes like you know Zavin and I mean Davis, and I don't know. It's been an interesting year for defensive rookies. I feel like you really just haven't seen anybody like get meaningful snaps or at the very least not consistent snaps. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think taxi squads is very interesting. Like that just changes. Um, like that just changes the dynamic of especially like rounds, you know, four through seven. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards proposing basically as long as I can find out a way to like pin it or make it just so it's really obvious for everyone on the page to see who the rookies are. I'm leaning towards only adding first round picks to your roster and then mm-hmm. everyone else just remains a free agent and you sign them when you want to sign them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So just for the sake, I think first round automatically just needs to be added. Like you took them um, first yeah, overall to the role. But I think from then on out, it's like, I'd rather just put it in your corner of like, when do you want to add that player? Cause I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at like, my team and it's like Ernest Jones and Ramonde Stevenson literally did nothing from a fantasy football perspective until like the last two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they were just on my roster. And if I would have released them, they would have both instantaneously been taken right away as well. Right. Because they're rookies are young. They're going to play. Yep. Yeah. It's especially and, hard. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, Very good. Like for me, like, or even for you this last year, like when you trade away early picks, it does make it harder that it's your first three picks. Like I had that with Baron Brown, you know, I think I took in the fourth round. Like I would have loved to just keep him on my taxi squad. And I actually ended up having to drop him. Of course, the week before he goes out and gets, you know, eight tackles. I had to spend 50 bucks to get him back. But um, it is interesting to think like for people who have traded away like early picks, like, cause yep. you had to roster what, like two third rounders and a fourth rounder. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Stevenson and Jones and, and Jones, I took in the in the third round, mm-hmm. but they were my first pick, so they were they were added rightfully mm-hmm. so. And so I was like, I've, I've just been thinking through that of like, as long it seems like guys are paying enough attention and beginning to check, and so I'm like, man, if it can just be a very obvious known thing where you can like open the page and see, okay, don't touch this guy yet. Um, yeah, yeah, we just should be able to. We should be able to post that right to the top, like pin it to the top as like the top post yep. or something in the page. I think that would be helpful. Like, I mean, I've, I felt yeah. that with Trey Sermon, like yeah. took him in the second round and it's like, why is he playing them? exactly? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Like he goes out, like he got concussed the first week, but then he got like 25 points the next week, but they're playing yeah. Elijah Mitchell, which apparently Pablo spent $250 <laughs> on and then traded him to, Kovaleski for like a uh, God knows what um, overall. In league. I, more more than I would have paid. That's how much he traded him for. <laughs> Man, you talk about parody in league. I'll tell you what. Um, spending not real money for real draft picks. Crazy. Um, but like, I yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's what we're going to be, especially with like running back by committee stuff is like, there might be running backs that, who knows if the running back by committee thing is going to last, but like, if we don't have them on our team, like Chubba Hubbard is that I traded for him. Cause I was like, who knows how long Christian McCaffrey has left in the tank. Like if he keeps getting hurt or whatever, but he's going to sit on my taxi squad until he can come up, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring him up for one week to get him on my team. And I think we'll see more of that. If we take away having to have, our top three picks on our team, I think you'll see a lot more of them sit on our squad, even if the starters that are above them are hurt uh, in those yeah. weeks. Cause 
why ruin a good thing if they're going to be the starter in two or three years? Why pick them up and then have to have them on our team if we can do that? If running back by committee is going to be the thing. Uh, I wonder if Joe Williams will harass you now, Chris. Yeah, I want to I wanna just say uh, Joe Williams, man. That dude is next level. He talks to me like I'm in third grade, dude. I swear to God. I can't wait to see that guy in person. I swear to you. If I already had a target on his back during little open gyms, oh, just wait, dude. It's going down. That dude texts me every day. What are you doing? You are the worst fantasy. I, uh, I swear. I have almost posted his text on that Facebook page so many times I'm waiting. It's, it's, it's going to go down the day I traded Chuba Hubbard. He has not messaged me since. (laughs) He has not texted me either. And my Joe Williams, if you're listening, my message or my phone number is in the GC (laughs) phone file. Uh, I think, I don't know if it migrated over to the new, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever or not, I've but ever it's in the old one. You can go and look it up, right. Jerry Jones. Six one six seven seven three nine three five zero. Now I'm gonna get like scam have- calls from Romania for like the four <laughs> people that listen to it from there. Great. Um, sorry, I have one final piece on kind of like rookies and running back guy committee. Um, yeah. One thing that I think will be interesting. Um, like for me as a drafter is almost like trying to figure out like different statistics, almost like, like money ball, like, especially when it comes to running backs. Um, mean, right, right. Yeah. So I feel like even like, if you guys have watched um, the Broncos play at all, I feel like all everybody talks about like is like the broken tackles for Javante. Have you seen those stats? Um, he's broken more. I kind of looked into it cause that was like the example that came to mind. Um, he's broken or he's caused more missed tackles than 19 NFL teams this year. So I feel like it's interesting to see. I feel like it starts with like NFL teams, like discussing it. And then it's like broadcast dudes and then fantasy. So it'll be interesting to see how like kind of those ancillary stats factor into like doing research on players. Like, Oh, it's not just like this dude was at Oklahoma and scored 19 touchdowns. It's like, Oh, do you see his like top speed on that? Like things like that. So I feel like yeah. that'll be kind of an interesting factor for fantasy. Yeah, I agree. Cause that'll probably play a lot into like their actual real playing time too. Then mm-hmm. in general, it's like, especially the committee, there's normally the thunder and lightning and that's why they do a committee. Right. You know, it's, I mean, you don't think about it. But Indianapolis has a committee. I mean, Nehemiah Hines is like a, like a playable mm-hmm. player from a fantasy perspective because he's basically receiving back. Yeah. Taylor gets all the carries, but it's like they're playing together pretty regularly. And so, um, yeah, I would agree. I think that we're going to see some of those extra little stats begin to play way more of a, a factor into playing time and like why guys get taken and whatnot. So interesting. Interesting. So cool. Well, thanks dudes. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's been great. We've had uh, first place and last place in the league on the podcast together, so this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm just hey, I'm just messing with you. Just messing. I inherited this team. How many times <laughs> I gotta say it? I you inherited more wins in the end, like three years. Like you're doing fine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think you've I think you've equaled his total for like the past five years. So you're good. Hey, you're I'll good. just I want to say this. I told uh, somebody. 
said something in the Facebook chat. I said, I will not lose to Pablo. And I got my first dub on an, on a call out like that. That felt good. And nobody said a word and it was only by three points. And I was like, I swear if these stat corrections, I swear if something <laughs> goes down, I'm going to be yeah, they're hey. coming for you. Cause I was like, yeah, I, I just, I, I just want to call it out. I want to see what it's like to be like, I will win this week and then get it. And uh, after my record, heck no. Oh, Adam, here's good. the thing that's though, really dude, good. who said I was talking about you? I could have very easily been talking about myself. Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, you know what? I will not lose to Pablo. And I was like, just throwing it out there. I'm not losing to Pablo. I'm going full strength. Picked up some random linebacker. It worked out. It worked out. <laughs> but no, hey, you've been good. You've been good to me. You are one of the few. You and Andrew and Actorhoff, you've been good. I love I love that you talked to me about trades. Just know I'm new at this. So I'm uh, I'm thinking it through. But always yeah. here for you, buddy. Oh, for sure. Always here to talk through it. We're not here to eat you alive. We're here to help you uh you flourish Thanks. and enjoy the GC. I feel safe. Yeah, and then we Joe Williams doesn't make you feel safe, but we will. We'll be here for you. You know what's weird is the position you guys are in right now is like commissioners and and all that. You're so much so confident. It's how I am in my other leagues. I'm like everyone texts me, "Hey, should I do this?" I'm like, "Nah, yeah, you should do that." But man, in this league, I'm like a baby. (laughs) So, well, we're glad to have you. Glad you're glad you're enjoying your first year. Yes, sir. By the way, I just want to shout out Trayvon Diggs. Um, oh my goodness, dude! You, you all told me cornerback streaming, so I picked up Trayvon Diggs before the season. And dude, what the heck? <laughs> Go, dude! Even no, no, no. Seriously, like, so we talked about that. Like Jalen Ramsey, the two years that I had him, garbage. And this I year, he's like it. a god. He's like a god in fantasy football. Like, what the heck? What is happening here? Goes to the Rams and he's a stud. Now we're just hoping for Odell Beckham to do that, but it's probably not going to happen. Let's be real. Didn't you hear his dad already requested a trade? Yeah, shut up, shut up, Taylor. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You enjoy, you enjoy your return on your investment, my friend. <laughs> Sweet. Meanwhile, I'll just awesome. keep rubbing my neck like Chris Carson is doing every week, hoping he gets better. <laughs> just getting a massage. Hey, That's trade so deadline. Trade deadline? Next you week. want Chris Carson? I'll trade him if you want. Oh. When is it? No, what is it? November 26th, day after Thanksgiving. Yes, so sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm uh, always shopping for picks, boys. Always shopping <laughs> for picks. I've got a lot. Four second rounds. That's 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 tough. Intense so, second rounds. All good. high. High-end ones, too. High-end. Wisely. So... Cool. Sweet. Well, thanks, dudes. We appreciate you guys. Good luck on the rest of your season. And uh, may the odds ever be in your favor, I guess. Yes, sir. DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop. Good work, boys. Thanks. <laughs> Later. See ya. <laughs> All right. Thanks. See you guys. <laughs> See you later. Clark, well, uh, it's been good having a lot of people on. I mean, like we said multiple times, we've had half the league on uh, to this episode, which is a first for us and is super fun. And uh, we're going to get into uh, everybody's kind of uh, everybody's curious coming into episodes, like where they are in the power rankings from the commissioner. Right. And so um, we're going to go through this quickly. It's been a long episode already, um, but we kind of feel as we've kind of talked about that, People are more curious about the playoff picture probably because we have what 
four games left before the end of the week here. And so some people, we said last time we talked about playoffs that everybody was still in the hunt. Like everybody still had a chance to get into it. And that has obviously changed at this point with only four games left. Some people have been eliminated. Some people have maybe secured spots. I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of throwing that out there, but um, why don't we go through the power rankings quickly? We'll just kind of list them off and then we'll get into kind of the more juicy details of it, of like who's in, who's out, where's everybody at kind of in the playoff uh, situation. So why don't you start us out kind of with the the power rankings and then we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. It's been really interesting. I think power rankings heading into week 11. I've been, I, I don't do one in the in-between weeks, but I like kind of make it a note. Um, and then it's just nice to every two weeks, something gives an actual like, oh, okay, you can see a change. Um, this guy's gotten better. This guy's gotten worse or whatever. Um, so 12 to one at 12, I have 2019 champ uh, Pablo at three and seven. Um, I think he's made it pretty known kind of where he stands with things. Um, I think he's still got a decent team, but at this point, not playing overly well. Um, at number 11, I have uh, Shefty 2.0 at 2 and 8. That's Adam Javed moving up a spot. Shout out um, to him. Yeah, moving out of 12th spot for the first time in yeah. two or three years. Like, yeah, realistically, like I think there's been the random like 11, but like I really feel like his team. It's just coming along. Like I, like we said earlier in the episode, like it's nice to look at his roster and be like, man, like he cares. And so mm-hmm. um, we got some nice pieces, some good building blocks. Now Harris is real nice. So yeah, for sure. He's at 11 at 10. I have team Holly Griffin. Um, you've kind of just stayed, I think right there. Um, I think out of anyone and probably m- maybe even anytime I've ever seen in the GC, uh, a team so affected by injuries and just youth. And so still a lot of really nice pieces, um, but just currently sitting there at 10th at ninth um, and actually not 10, nine and eight. These teams also the same. So at nine, I have a lot of um, Joe Patterson and at eighth, I actually have team team Casey. So yes, Joe beat him earlier. The rivals, great trash. Who is real by the way. He is my blood brother. Yeah, owns my former bad. house. He is very real. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's real. He's shorter than you, but he is real, right? Oh, by far, by far, very very short. Yeah, he's a good he's a good dude though. Um, I think both teams are super solid. Both teams super competitive. Casey, I think, has lost like two straight. Joe's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, so just kind of the inconsistency, but they, they've got rosters that are playoff worthy, um, but some weak points still, but are, are definitely some growing teams. Some of the shifting starts to happen as we get up. So at seven, I have team broad at four and six dropping down a spot. Um, he's lost like two straight as well. Um, and he's got a lot. I mean, Camara and Barkley are now kind of been injured. So that's just been kind of a, a bummer for his squad at six. I have team band camp actually down on a couple spots. Um, his team is still really formidable. It's, it's really reliant on the Packers. And so COVID week for uh, Q Aaron was really, was really rough. Um, and then at heading into our top five. So it's Pablo, Adam, 
Chris, Joe Pedersen, Casey, Tyler Broad, Bradley, and then at our top five, uh, number five, I have Taylor Kovleski. Um, he's been the surprise team of the year so far, in my opinion. Oh, for sure, by far. I yep. think. I think when when CMC went down, it was one of those like, does he just blow it up? What does he do? I mean, we we were talking. You can go back and listen to the first couple of episodes. We were talking about how bad his receivers are. Like, just I mean, it, it was not looking good, and um, he won without CMC, and now he's got CMC back. And we we said, just wait and let's see what happens. And so, um, really on fire, won a couple straight, and and really close to being in the playoffs, which we'll get to here in a moment. At which four, is awesome congratulations because i know that's what he's been striving for yeah. for a long time has been getting into the playoffs yeah but it helps he's that been, like he traded for adam Thielen, which was a great pick he yeah. had christian kirk which is like people were wondering like is it gonna be christian kirk or rondale moore well christian kirk has obviously become that person and emmanuel sanders in buffalo has done really well as well so like He's been very strategic and mad props to him for potentially making the playoffs. I think for his first time as a GC owner, if I remember right. Yep. And he made the Javante Williams trade, which I, you, you spoke to early. Right. Earlier. Yes. Adam, yep. But for, for the sake of it, like I agreed with your take on it. I think it's a very valuable trade for Taylor. Um, well, and I think Elijah Mitchell for this year, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Like, for this yeah. year, rounds out his team really well with a third running back. Yeah. And you have Mahomes. If Mahomes for plays sure, Mahomes for sure. level, here's the crazy part. Here's the crazy part, Clark. Mahomes, for as much flack as he's gotten for the season, yeah. quarterback number one in the league still. Yeah. He scored 90 points last week. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, literally, at scoring 120 points between him and CMC, that's what 50 less than some team scored overall. And he had that with two players. Yeah. I scored so 190. He was 40 points behind, behind what I scored in those two yeah, players. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, which is, yeah, we'll talk a little more of that in a minute. Number four, I have juicy J. Uh, he's actually lost two straight. He was on fire. He was number one there for a minute. Um, I really like Joe's team. I just, I just think he's kind of going through the motions right now. I think that's nothing he can do. I think that's just what the squad's doing for him. He's got incredible wide receivers. Um, and then he added Cooper cup. And so, um, which I, I do believe Pedersen could have gotten more in that deal, but either way, um, he's got a really good team. I think, I think he's going to make it in the playoffs. Um, it kind of looks it's nice to have a villain. It's nice to have like Juicy J be back. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, think about Juicy J though, man. Is like when he's hot, he's really loud, and when he's cold, he's nearly non-existent. He's like the ultimate bandwagon of his own of his own team. <laughs> True. He's always checking in, though. He's always he's always oh, for sure. talking for sure. He's, he's always, always around. Always just like Jerry shadows. Jones. He's always around. He's always in the shadows. Always involved in stuff. Like you're just like, why is Jerry Jones involved in this right now? So that's that's Joe at four. So at three, I have uh Bubba's Arn City Yinzers. Uh kudos to Bubba. Like it's yeah. we said, bro, you're about to go through the gauntlet. And I think he came out very well on top. Um 
I, I think his team, it's, you, I mean, you use the language of a vulture. Um, I would, I would agree uh, to an extent and he's getting, he's getting the value out of them. Um, yeah. He's just, he's, oh, he's one, four straight. Uh, he's six and two in the last, his last eight weeks. Um, yeah, it's, he, he's, he's played well. He beat me, beat Adam, he beat Tyler, he beat you. Um, he struggled against Joe and, and Taylor Actorhoff. Um, but he beat Kevin. He's just, he's winning the games he needs to win and it's setting himself up well. So here's the thing, man. Vultures are at the top of the food chain. I mean, they don't have to do anything to earn their food. They let somebody else yeah. kill it and they just end up and come and scavenge at the pieces. So it, it's rightfully so that Bubba's at the top. Yep. Makes sense. So, <laughs> uh, so he's at three and myself at two, um, won a couple straight. And I mean, the loss of Henry is, is, has been really tough. Uh, but we're, we're making do. So, um, and at eight and two, um, second best record in the entire league. So I will say if Ramad Stevenson ends up panning out, if they end up using him in new England, the way they should or could, the way he's proven. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, he got 12 and a half tonight, which isn't terrible, but not great. Right. I mean, he was only projected to get 12. So he did a little bit above average, but it's not a bad pickup. Like, I think if you could have gotten Dearness Johnson as that backup for that one week, you could have done really well, but I think Ramad Stevenson is a safer play overall long-term. I hope so. I mean, he scored. It's a good bandaid. It's a good bandaid, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not the ultimate fix for your team. It's not going to replace Derrick Henry, but it's a good bandaid for the time being. He he's proven he can play. The issue is he plays for new England for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Last week when all the running backs were hurt, including Damian Harris, Bro ran for a hundred yards, caught four passes, scored like two touchdowns, like looked 38 and a half points. Yeah. Looked legit. Like prove why I took him in the third round and why like he was the top player on my chart based on where I was going to draft and whatnot. Like, but even then the week before that he had 18 and he had 16 and a half one other time when he played this season. So like he's proven it time and time again that he can play. It was a smart pick. They were just making the dude. He he would be legit. So yep. he tore it up in yep. preseason, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hone in on him. And he's so in terms of what he's been projected. I mean, we've talked about uh, this other times in the GC how some players can be boom or bust, right? Like he's boomed three out of six times for what he's been projected to get, and he's busted twice out of six yeah. times. Which means he's had one mediocre week, like one. He this is how he was supposed to play, but he's been above average. Like he's done three out of six times better than he was supposed to, which is great to have as a fantasy owner. Yeah, I'll take it because I, I mean, Derrick Henry goes down, and it's like, do I just play a bunch of receivers and hope? And then Hopkins gets hurt, and then Sterling Shepard can't get healthy. Yep. I was like, what do you do? So I'll take it. And then at number one, uh, Team Actorhoff, like. Yeah, his team has just been legit. Scored over 300 points, I think, three times. Yep. Um, I don't think he scored less than 200. Like, he's, it's just been a really, he's built a really powerhouse team. 
uh, fairly well-rounded. Um, I will yeah, say I, this. He's going to be the favorite. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, by far. I, and I, favorite of this. I think if Swift is the only running back for the Lions, if Williams continues to be out, I think he wins the championship. Like Swift is Swift is too good to be in a committee. Like I thought that the entire time, but like the way they've treated him the first two years with having AP and then Williams, like if he's the solo running back, he's crushing it. Like I think the like last week he scored almost 40 points so he can do it. And I think if, I think if he's the running back for the rest of the year between him and Mixon on that team, like, it's going to carry him to a championship by far. Eckler still too. He's got Eckler. And Eckler. Got, yeah. Yep. He, he got uh, Stafford's played well. Um, yep. And he, or does he have Brady? Brady. Uh, no, he has Brady now. Yeah. He traded for Brady. Yep. Yeah, Brady. He's got uh, there. Yeah. There's just pieces there. I mean, his, yeah. It's one of those, like you look at the team, you're like, yeah, Diggs, Debo Samuel, Amari um, Cooper, Cooper, yeah, there's and his DJ like Hawkinson good. when he plays well, like, yeah, it's the, the crazy part is, is he's also, I mean, we, for as much as we talk about Juicy J having good wide receivers, like, Actorhoff has just as good wide receivers, if not better. Like, he's still got Pittman Jr. on his bench for this coming week, yeah. and yeah. he's, I mean, he on his uh, uh, injured list, he has Cam Akers who could come back and be really well. He also has Kareem hunt who for all intents and purposes, if there's a, if there's a running back by committee that essentially has two running back number ones, if everybody's doing committee, it's Cleveland. Like he's got Kareem hunt still too. like, it's a good team. It's a, it's a, and he's got Michael Gallup who could go off at any time. Like it's, he deserves to be number one by far. Yep. Yeah. He's got good defensive pieces. It's all, it's all there. So the number one linebacker, Eric Kendricks, he's got, yeah, it's just a nice team. It's, it's the favorite. So, yep. Um, so yeah, Agerhoff, Clark, Bubba, Joe Williams, Taylor Kowalski, Bradley, Tyler Broad, Casey Thompson, Joe Pedersen, Chris Thompson, Adam Javid, and Pablo. That's your 12. So playoff wise, we'll kind of close our episode with this. Um, is in the Carter uh, based on records, remaining games, and then we'll do kind of like tiebreaker stuff. Team Atcherhoff and myself, Team Clark, have secured a playoff spot. So at this point, um, we own tiebreakers. Like it's, we could technically like get bumped out by broad if he was to like go undefeated, but at most he could only have eight games and I beat broad. So I own the tiebreaker over broad yep. after yep. nine wins um, broad can't catch him there. Yes. Taylor could have more Taylor Kovaleski could have more wins than him, but still broad can't actually pass or catch me or actor Hoff technically. Right. So yeah. Yeah. We're in currently uh Kovleski, uh, my high club holds a two game lead on the third seed over broad. Um and then he owns the tiebreaker over broad. So if they finish with the same record, Kovaleski broad, gets in. Or yeah, Kovaleski ends up winning. Yep. 
couldn't really nail down a magic number for for Taylor. It really comes down to like if both teams finish with a positive record, so they both have a winning like the next four games, they both go four and zero. Taylor's in. They go three and one. Taylor's in. They go two and two. Taylor's in. If, if they just like if Taylor finishes with a winning record or five hundred in the next two games or four games, technically Taylor's going to get in. Yeah. Only yep. thing that would happen would be Tyler would have to go four and zero with Taylor taking a loss in there, or like I said, Taylor goes three and one or one and three and Taylor and, and Tyler goes four. It's, it's crazy, but technically Tyler still has a chance, which um, in the GC this year, if we've proven anything, like we said all of last year, but it's been proven even more this year, like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, eliminated are, Holly Griffin and Adam. There goes so, the longest playoff running streak there. Rest in peace. Yeah. I it's it's the weird, like technically you could go six and eight, and so could Adam. And Taylor could finish at six and eight, and you would like slide in, but it's literally like one win or one loss from either. It's like a loss on either of you guys would eliminate you guys. Or a win by Taylor would like. <laughs> so you're guys. saying there's a chance. It's the sliver, but technically, <laughs> I have you under the eliminated category. But technically, you so could, the chances you are like one in a thousand or one in a million. What are you, what are you saying <sighs> to me? Let me just check. Um, <laughs> let's just do this right here on the podcast here. Uh, Adam, nope, Adam. Oh, you know why you're limited? He owns the tiebreaker over you guys, if I'm not mistaken. Adam, I beat Adam, so he does not own the tiebreaker over me. Taylor owns the Taylor beat Adam and Taylor beat you, so he owns the tiebreaker over both of you. That's why you're eliminated. If you guys finished with all the same record, Taylor would get in. Wow. Just dangle that out there. Like we still have a chance and then rip it away from us. Well, I knew I was, Yum. I knew in my head I should, yeah, we can even <laughs> cut that out if you want, but yeah, not no, a chance, man. We're leaving it in. We're leaving it in yeah. unfiltered. So you two are now could basically fight for the number one pick, which Adam technically owns at this. Yes, point. he does. He does. Technically. Yes. I shouldn't have beat him, but technically he does. Yeah. So we go to Timberlake. Joe's a one seed. Bubba's the two seed. Van Camp's the three seed. No one has secured a playoff spot yet. And team team 2019 champ and a Wada T team overhaul um, are all technically still in the race. It's, Which is it's the a, same thing we talked about last year, right? Like literally anything could happen going down to the wire last year. Anything did happen. And like we're talking about for our division, like it was pretty cut and dry, which we didn't think was going to happen this year. We actually thought that there would be five people racing for it this year. Um, the Timberlake beats up on itself. That's what for sure. It. It's like the NFC like, North. I think. Yeah. What normally happens is the first couple of weeks you play other teams in your conference and all those teams end up being like three and three. Or, or four and two coming out of it. We're like, 
the Carter at this point, one or two teams is normally like undefeated or close to it. And that's been kind of the case the last couple of years. So now they're all beat up. And now when they start playing against the other conference, we have five and five, five and five and six and four. You know what I mean? Like they're all middle of the road. Yep. Um, good teams, but just like they've just beat up on each other. And so, yeah, the NFC North, you, I mean, you hit it right in the head. So it'll be interesting. I think it's like Joe, I was trying to some of the wind condition stuff. Joe, if he, Joe Williams, if he, if he gets to nine wins, he he'll be in automatically. Um, Bubba's the same. If Bubba can get to eight wins, he should lock it up. You know, another loss by um, Pablo or Pedersen would, would all but eliminate them. So it's like it's in a week or two, we should it should get a clear picture. And I say that with air quotes. That it yeah. should be a clear Well, I was going to say but, that means for Joe, because I think he's seven wins and Bubba's six. Like that means they have to go two and two. They have to go 500 in the last two weeks in order to kind of secure their spot in the playoffs, yep. which is, I mean, fairly manageable. Bubba probably, and I don't know Joe's schedule off the top of my head, but we talked about with Bubba his earlier, like it's doable. It, it's not necessarily going to be easy, but it is yeah. very doable for him. It's just crazy. It's crazy that Joe is sitting at seven and three and it's the one seed currently, but if he finishes seven, seven, it's very realistic that he doesn't make the playoffs. Right. Yep. Like it's very that, true. It's like that volatile still that like team team is right there. I mean, they can finish at nine and five. Van Kim can finish nine and five. Bubba can finish 10 and four and Joe's finished at seven and seven. It's like, it's not like he was a missed the playoffs. Like he was out of the playoffs. Well, here's the thing that we realized is last year, like the Carter was, I mean, you had what one loss going into the playoffs last year yeah, one or two, and yeah. Bubba was like 500. Right. And like, that's exactly what we've talked about is like that, that division beats up on itself, but none of their teams are bad. That's why they beat up on themselves. Exactly. And like, they could literally go up because they're each scoring such an, a, an absurd amount of points each week. That's why they're beating up on each other. Yeah. It's impressive. It's impressive. So super fun. I'm excited for the last four weeks. I think we'll, especially game starting tonight. I think we'll see, uh, this week, I think, is a big week. I think this will choose determine a lot for teams. Um, and I think week 12, I think Thanksgiving week, I think some guys at the end of the week will, will have some more things to be thankful for. And uh, <laughs> some others will be very upset with um, and really wishing Black Friday would would not be what it is. So For sure. Uh, with for that sure. being said, trade deadline is November 26th. It is that, that Black Friday. Um but yeah, I don't know. Anything else? I will say technically right now, uh, Casey and I, he is projected to beat me by five points. So I could make his Black Friday come earlier, potentially, if his cool. team doesn't pick it up. So Pedersen said it right. I think if guys like you and Adam and like him, like playing spoiler, we've seen it happen the last two, three years. Where like there's been you know Tyler Broad uh, like two years ago, team looked like it was just falling apart, and then he went like four and one down the stretch or something crazy like that, and literally like caused chaos for people. Um, yep, I'm pretty sure it was the the stat correction issue in which all of a sudden Pedersen was in then out was like games yeah. involving 
high broad. So it's like, yeah, it ain't over till it's over. So highly encourage if you're listening this far, if you're listening still, like keep your rosters full, like keep, keep playing. Um, if you're in the Timberlake, you got everything to play for still. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. No, I'm excited for it. It's, it's, I, I don't know. Fantasy football every year around like April, May, I find myself really looking forward to the season being like, man, can it just be September yet? And now we're hit sitting here partway through November. Like, can it just be September again where we're starting the season over from, cause like we've got four games left before the playoffs, man. Like that's, that's wild. wild how quickly by. that goes. It, it, it did. It, it flew by and I think it's just a testament to what, I mean, I, I, I think all of us have been building together in this, in this uh, dynasty league of like, it, it, it's something that we look forward to every single year. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, literally the yeah. time the season ends, I'm like, can it be football season again? Cause it's just so much fun from a fantasy perspective. So I, I play in like two other redraft leagues and I like check them, but I, I just care about the GC for sure. For sure. Yep. So yeah, thanks everyone for, for making what it is. I, I say that sincerely, like as much crap as we might talk about each other, like it's, it's been my favorite fantasy league out of any league for any sport I've ever played in. So yeah, yeah it's been great. So, well, Clark, we did it. We got through another episode. Um, I'm excited for playoff stuff to play out. Excited for Thanksgiving football to play out. Excited for the mad rush that probably will be trade deadline. We've been silent for a little while. Like it's, I think it's been like a week and a half or something. Like it was a little mad there for a little while, but I, I, I don't know. I could go either way. I think it might be a quiet trade deadline i think it could also be really busy people might be traded out at this point who knows um yeah. it'll be fun either way um so yeah thanks for making uh this what it is excited to excited to be a part of the best fantasy dynasty idp keeper league that's ever existed so thanks for being a part of that buddy happy thanksgiving guys yeah <laughs> see ya yes